Hey, this hey, is Roman Mac of Two Cents, and you're locked into a dope episode with me and my sister T Dot. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, another episode of Two Cents Exclusive. This is my second episode. I got the pleasure of having my childhood best friend, hell no, lifelong best friend. You know what I'm saying? T Dot. Yes, sir. What yes, up? sir. Yes, sir. Uh, hold on, real quick. I just yeah. want to say thank you for having yeah. me up here. And it's a beautiful thing to watch you turn your dreams into a real thing. I'm honored to be on your panel, dog. Keep going. Oh, oh yeah, this is our dream. We 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 rise. Whatever one of us make it, we all make it, and we just gonna be we just gonna be doing this thing. Got to get you to ATL, where I'm on the way to to some degree. You know, got to get you move back to back to Johnson, <laughs> so we can uh, make that you know make that thing happen. Yeah, but, uh, let me ask you, um, how you dealing with the pandemic right now? Like as far as like everything since the, since the start of it, what you think of all this shit? Um, I'm locking in, man. I don't really. Um, I really don't like to let external things really dictate what I got going on, you know, because the world is fucking up and down all the time. Um, uh-huh. I'm just staying safe, locking in, trying to be a better me and trying to take advantage of the time of the world slowing down. You know what I'm saying? Because once everything gets right. opened back up, you know, everything is going to be like in a New York minute. And um, it feels like like back in the day, like like 95 for us right now, like you just chilling in the crib, like before social media. And when you just in the crib uh-huh. with the fucking, you know, encyclopedia type shit, that's what it feels like all over again, like 90 yeah. type vibe. So it ain't bothering me. You know what I mean? Everybody's slowing down. You know, um, the, you got animals going back to where they're um, very normally, like their normal habitats and stuff. Pollution is going yeah, down. Yeah, like, so like I mean, cheating ass like, niggas. They go back to their home. They go- <laughs> <laughs> It's like the earth, you know what I'm saying? It's like the earth is on reset right. in a sense, you know? So, Absolutely. like, it's making, it's God and uh, the universe, like, bringing everybody back to, like, all right, you motherfuckers need to slow down. Y'all been moving a little too fast, but how you been living, I'm going to show you who's in, like, like, who's in charge right now. Big facts. So, I think that's, uh, I think, I think it's a good thing for us, but, um, so, what album's been in rotation for you throughout this um, pandemic? Um... I think things that I've been listening to, but some I, I lock into um, Undefeated by Ace Hood a couple times out of the week, but that was something that I was okay. doing before. Um, Everything's for Sale by that nigga Boogie. That's like heavy for me. Um, I've been listening mm-hmm. to the fucking Destiny Fulfilled lately. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that just, wow. like, I don't know why, but it's been fucking snapping. You know, um, Eve by Rhapsody. And um, one of my classic and favorites that I'll always listen to is a Groove Theories album. That just, oh wow, you know, that just is a timeless classic album. That is '95. That's yeah. practically that's the time frame I met you. Um, yeah, absolutely, is, uh, groove, man. absolutely. Groove Theory, that yeah. and uh, changing what changing faces, absolutely, and, uh, man. all of and that. Fucking, fucking Mokin stuff. Like Bruh, that was, um, you know what I think it was that damn Teddy Riley and Babyface shit. I was already listening to '90s music. I already had like a New Jack Swing playlist. I right. already had like a, a, a Faith playlist. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So they really just kind of put me back into that mode of like, man, I miss this heaviness so, of music. So what did you think of the first night then? <laughs> Man, that nigga Teddy Riley let somebody in Portsmouth do his song or something, bro. That shit was. I, 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 I was oh, like, man. man, 
I my was boy like, doing it. It's certain. And the worst part was like, not the worst part. I was happy as fuck. He shouted out VA because we all know Teddy is from the city, city. Um, but Teddy Riley, ever since I was a little girl, I remember him having a home in Virginia Beach and doing huge production out there and really yeah. helping discover for real. So for me, it was it was dope. He was like, you know, yeah. I love, you know, Virginia, this and the third, shout out to Virginia. But then like two seconds later, his sound was fucked up. So I was like, yeah, typical Virginia. <laughs> so you, mentioned, you mentioned us and the shit get fucked up. Yeah. Man. Like, you know, seven, seven, five, seven. Shout out to the seven, five, seven. One day. Big seven, five. The Big world, seven, five. The world will know about T-Dot and Romy Mac. And of course, Shiloh Miles, the entire family will be will be on, you know what I mean, doing doing what we do for um for the for our culture and stuff like Indeed, that. Man. But um yeah, Teddy Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley is like it's just amazing, you know what I'm saying? Like what was um what's probably like the most memorable Teddy Riley uh involved track for you? I mean rock shaker, I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I think just the sound and the vibe and um and what it meant to Virginia music. Mm-hmm. If you really study who's who who's working on that track, um, I think that was like a I like Uncle Luke moment for a little bit. Mm. You know, yeah. even though he was from New York or whatever. That was exactly that was, exactly. So for me. I mean, but but of course, all of his work with Guy. I'm a huge Aaron Hall fan. You know, yeah. all of his work was got with dope was absolutely dope. But when you just talk about like that sound and my age, well, I'm shaking. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of uh, who you think would win in a screaming match in a song between Johnny Gill and Aaron Hall? A screaming match? Because you know the motherfuckers scream when they sing. Like, listen, let me let me tell you, Aaron Hall. That nigga Aaron Hall, I don't know if you remember, Aaron Hall was either married or dated Patrick back in the day, the reggae artist. Did he? I know he was yes, with that. Nigga. I, I know he had a baby by uh, that, that thick, the one, that one thick bitch. Um, what's her name? The Jamaican John. I, I, he had like a little joint that he really was um, fucking with like that back in the day. Yeah. And like that nigga was heartbroken and screamed to the top of his lungs every track after that. So I'm going to go with Aaron Hall because... <laughs> That nigga had his heart broke a few times, and I heard that nigga low key was a dog whisperer too. So I like weird ass shit like that about yeah. artists. That's always kind of yeah. Johnny, but Johnny, you know Johnny get on the get on the track too, and they get get it going and get it going with the my my my. Um, what's the shit he said? That so proud that nigga he wrote the tongue on that so proud to share your love. Like, I feel like he got more of the church vibe. Yeah. And, and like, oh, Aaron. Aaron Hall is, he got that secular, that secular Aaron, secular Aaron is, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Aaron, he'll <laughs> shut a church down. He'll have, uh, he'll have Grove members running around, doing laps around, around the pews. And right. Aaron, Aaron Hall is just that strong voice. Almost like, you know, almost like your cousin, um, like Travis. Shout out to Travis, man. How, even how he would have, you know what I'm saying? Him and Trayvon oh, yeah. would have, um, have, have like folks at the church, um, you know, r- running around. Obviously, the Lord, you know, and it's in the strength of the Lord, but their <laughs> voices, um, definitely were, uh, you know, out of this world. You know what I mean? Like I said, hopefully they still, they still, uh, doing things from time to time with music and, and all of that. But, um, We'll touch back into this uh, pandemic real quick. What you make of old uh, of Don Trip, old Don 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 Treasy on how he's been handling the pandemic? You know, go. I don't. I don't. Um, I know this sound wild, but like, 
I think I had more feelings initially when he was elected as president. It kind of mm-hmm. made me feel a type of way, you know? Yeah. But when I when I know what something is, my logic kind of play in it, you know? And um I don't know. It, it's hard for me to feel any type of way about how he's handling things because I knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? I knew he wasn't decided to take care of my people. I had to take care of myself. I knew he wasn't going to take care of this country the way I expected him to, you know, just me as an American citizen. But um, I don't know. I just, I don't feel any type of way. He don't run my household. You know, I understand that he is the leader of the free world, but I don't, I don't really look to him to make decisions for my life and for my family. So um, the shit he doing is, you know, <laughs> It is what it is, but it's not far from what he's already shown us who he is. Right. You know, so like, it, it don't really make me feel a type of way. He just being exactly who he is. Like you and, feel like you know. Well, I mean, I mean, as far as just like how he's dealing with um, like you think that they had a plan with this whole pandemic shit? Because I really don't even know. I still don't. Me personally, I don't even know what the fuck the plan is now. I mean, I know that Georgia's opening up, Florida's opening beaches, and I think California, and the California and Texas just gave out their their plans of. Of what they're going to do as well, but just trying to figure out. I mean, let's let let's be clear, though. Yeah. I think that like, let's be real, niggas is finessing that shit. You know, they have no idea. Just like we don't, I think that they may have more information about the virus than we do, yeah. of course, and things that we don't know about it. But like these dominoes falling, and they just trying to figure one way how to pick one back up. But they not really like. I don't think that they plan for the next couple of months for the next couple of years or what i don't think they do proper simulation um i think that's the word i don't i don't think they just they winging that shit they finessing you know what i mean like i think they just they rolling with the punches right now but that's what happened when you get rid of your, your strategic team to fight you know yeah <laughs> epidemics and pandemics you you gotta fucking win if it, you, you know if i get rid of my secretary i gotta wing it when i get called so you know what i'm so saying so you in so i got you in georgia right now Gladys Knight opened up her restaurant. Are you bold enough okay. to go sit down at the restaurant with everything that's going on right now? With no vaccine yet, nothing has changed. Shout out to Moderna, by the way, for uh, going into their second phase of their vaccine, by the way. But um, back mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, what is, like, what has changed? There's not, nothing has fucking changed. Like, people are, like, Americans are that damn rebellious. The, you know what I'm saying? It's spoiled. They're willing to come out of the house and ain't shit and a damn thing changed. This is like us living in a war zone and motherfuckers are still shooting from yesterday. I'm like, well, they say... You know what I think it yeah. is, big dog? I think that like niggas don't have no self... Con- not, excuse me. When I say niggas, I'm not... This is not... I'm speaking... I'm not speaking talk about one talk, race talk or talk one... Girl. I'm, I'm they, they ignorant. Ain't got, they ain't got time to figure that shit out. Though. But, um... Like, you right. But, uh... Niggas don't have no self-control. You know what I'm saying? So some of those niggas who really can't be by themselves or be in the house or center themselves or they really can't deal with their stuff, they have to get out, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, I know some people like going crazy without a fucking haircut and without their nails done. And I'd be like, yo, what's wrong with, you know... You know, God created you like this. He didn't create you with an edge up, right? So what's wrong with being what's, what's wrong with being the natural version of what God, the closest version of what God created? What's wrong with your hair being nappy as fuck? Go wash the condition and grease your motherfucking parts and keep it moving. But what's wrong with, with feeling this? You know what I'm saying? Some people just can't sit the fuck down. And that I think that those are the people that make the world go too fast. Mm-hmm. 
with like these instant decisions and then they do shit to fuck everybody else's situation up so like that shit break my heart when i see niggas in atlanta like kicking it like you know what i mean like at a fucking juke joint like that's the place yeah. to be my nigga like no I saw. like i want to be if this is my time to be home and be centered and to align myself and to be grounded back into the universe i'm gonna take this time and i'm gonna say this because um the nigga i read the other day the nigga isaac newton discovered calculus when he was trying to escape the bubonic plague i don't know if i'm saying it right or not but like that time that he was on lockdown mm -hmm. he dug deep and discovered fucking oh yeah this is the big, this is the renaissance we're living in right now this is you feel, you feel what i'm saying so i i feel like like with, going back to what you said originally this is the universe's way of saying like look we got to reset some things y'all got to dig deep we got to figure some other shit out but like take this time for yourself and i think that it's been some decades since we had time to ourselves, and it's showing that some people really can't deal with themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's easier for them to push themselves off on the other people, and that's what they're trying to do when they go in the crowds and just, you know, if you want to die over a fucking jail set, do you know? That's that's your prerogative. You know, that, that's your you know, that's your whatever. You can do that, but I, you know, I'm okay with not having an Ezra. Yeah, because God didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, thankfully, thankfully I'm bald. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm good. You know, I mean, I even let, I let my shit go a little bit. I had a little Sherman Hemsley going on for a little bit. I just like anxiety and depression kicked in. I just wasn't, I just wasn't shaving. I was like, I don't feel like doing it. It's just like, I'm just, I'm just down or whatever. But, you know, like I said, I've been reading that book, you know what I'm saying? Mindset by Carol Dweck. I think I'm saying her name right. Shout out to her author. PhD, she is amazing. Definitely read that book called Mindset. It's about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Um, but actually, we probably not won't talk too much about it on on this particular uh, show. But like on actual two cents, the main the main show. Shout out to everybody with that. Karoon Bay and Sugar Booger were doing doing that. We'll um, get to like mental mental health on that because that's going to be the new format for that. You know what I mean? This one is more so like a DJ Vlad type feel where whoever yeah just we're just touching on 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 anything for instance like for you like right now in um in in hollywood internet whether it be social media just like any like like who's like a bad like a bad bitch to you right now that you would shoot your shot to who i would shoot my shot to yeah um you know who i like lately but i, I don't disrespect nobody peace i'm sorry not peace <laughs> um, but i'm not i i ain't gonna disrespect, go disrespect your peace uh, but, yeah but like but like Quavo joint, I like that. You talking about uh, Quavo girlfriend, Saweetie or whatever? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. The uh, my type. Yeah, song. she got the yeah. yeah. I like her. She, like, she, she bad as a bitch. Um, what's the what's like, that song she sampled? Got that California like hood yeah. shit. What she sampled for she that record? Lil John. Uh, is it Lil John Yang's friends? What is that? No, is that Petey Pablo? Yeah, that's it. That's the one she did. That. Dun, 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 yeah, Petey Pablo Yeah, old Petey. Old Petey Pablo. Why don't nobody talk? Why don't nobody talk about uh, about Petey Pablo no more, man? What what happened with Petey Pablo? That nigga wasn't a star for <laughs> real. Like he had he. I mean, if you want me to be real, like he had that vibe to take off and like you know be a hot nigga in North Carolina. But like he just he wants he want a superstar to be honest right. with you. you the know? big record. I, I don't think it was the you music. You think it was? You think it was that seven five seven production? Old old Timbo, old Tim Timbo the King. 
I mean, Tembo never makes, you know, he never does anything wrong. You know what I mean? He's perfect in my eyes. I think eyes, he should do commercials. I think, I, think he should, I think Timberland should just produce random ass commercials. You remember when growing up? Like Jimmy yeah. and shit, like how Jamie Foxx Remember when we used to have, uh, <laughs> like, the Big Red commercials and, uh, what is it, Mentos? Have a Timbo do, like, a yeah. Mentos commercial or some shit. But, like, he should only do that for, like, black products. Yeah, on that, well, definitely that's, yeah, that for sure, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Timberland got them introducing a fucking flat on. That shit would be crazy. <laughs> fucking jingles. Hell yeah, we gotta put, we gotta start putting the focus back in our communities, man. Like it was, I, I feel like it was more like that coming up compared to now. I don't know what happened. We started to put, we started to look at, at white folk as like the, um, like white business as like um, the the trophy. You know what I'm saying? Like get further, like the validation. I think I think our own validation is probably our own validation is as good enough. It's, it's just as good. You know what I'm saying? Just for us, like the importance of having culture. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to to have your culture again. And uh, I, I can say for sure, like living down living down here in Miami for a long time, I lost I lost our culture. I got caught I got caught up being in being in Latin culture, you know what I'm saying? And like losing sight of the things that, you know, like we used to do and you know, all that shit. And almost lost, like so in a sense lost myself. So I you I got a question yeah. for you. Let me let me try to uh state some things before. So I got um uh some some friends from like, you know, Caribbean mm-hmm. countries and other countries and shit yeah. like that. And they have like they have a way that they were raised or they have a flag that they belong to or kind of like they can immediately tap into their culture. Do you think that black Americans have a sturdy identity no. that we can always no, go back to? No, we don't. We don't. Right. right. So that's why it's easy for us yeah, to get Yeah, yeah. We don't, don't have like, that. It's easy yeah. to adopt the white man's job if, if we don't have... It's, it's because they make it beautiful. They sold it to of us. Course. You know what I'm saying? So like... We yeah, bought it. I would say, we, we don't have a fucking flag. Yeah, we I would say it. like, I mean, you know, like with us, it's just more so just like understanding where you came, like remembering where you came from and like that feeling you used to get for like for, for us, you know what I'm saying? When I used to wake up every morning, I knew I was walking down to the bus stop and I was about to go see my best friend and I might even get greeted with a damn joke five minutes before I even get to the damn bus stop. You know what I'm saying? Just like, just <laughs> right. how we were like, look at Rome, he got on that big ass hat. Or some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, Niggas used to cook my starter jacket. Yeah. That fucking uh, that Denver, <laughs> that Denver Broncos shit, yo. The Royal Blue yeah. Devil shit too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Something like that. <laughs> or even like our I would I'll say like our middle school days where Donald, better known as Ski to G, shout out to Ski to G. You know what I'm saying? Um yes, sir. Is doing the damn thing right now, but I mean the I mean the folks are in the in the world are getting to see him now, but like you missed out on some funny shit at like the bus stop. You know what I'm saying? Seeing like Skeeter go in on, on really like some of his friends and shit like that. Like and some of us. You know what I mean? Just always, just always had one for you. You know what I'm saying? Always had a joke with you. I mean, in the chamber for you. You know what I'm saying? But we just we, it was just. I don't think that we have like I don't think we got anything solid for our people no. yet. So it's easy for us to always mm-hmm. go to the wayside of what everybody else go with their flow. But one thing I will say this on our side, um, I'm not saying that we we black culture is real. Yes. You know, but I think that us establishing our own shit is something different. So when you talk about black music, oh God, it's nothing like it. But you know, we don't control black music. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. 
we create it. We create all of the beautiful things. We create it. But as far as the business side of things, of having our own and saying, this is my neighborhood and this is my product and I manufacture this. We don't we don't have that. We always got to have a middleman. And I think that the moment that our our people can eliminate the middleman, man, look, our kids would be on fire. See what yeah. I'm saying? But well, that's what we got right now. Well, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about why we don't really uh like come together and, and form a culture. Let's go back to Willie Lynch, you know what I'm saying? Willie Lynch letters and and understand what was what was done back then that was designed by that um oppressor, you know what I'm saying, the guy Willie Lynch, who wrote who designed this plan to keep us against each other, whether that be light skin versus dark skin, whether that be Sure, you know what I'm saying? Um, house nigga versus field nigga, whether that be um, men versus women and, and all that thing. Like all these things are designed just to keep us divided. You know what I mean? Like not not come together as a unit and, and hate on each other. Like for some reason, if one of us gets something, then it's like, oh, what the fuck she do? Like what like what, what T dot do to get, get that car? You know what I'm saying? I gotta go take that. I gotta go take right. her life because she got that shit. Instead of being like, well, that's because we don't, um, again, we have a middleman in between, it's black folks, middleman, and then resources. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if somebody around me in my community wins, some of us think that um, I, I, there's not enough resources for me to win too. Yeah. You feel me? If you ever heard, have you ever heard uh, Kendra's Black Boy Fly? Uh, How he was talking about... Um, uh, what's my boy Aaron Aflalo and uh, the game like how those people are really from his neighborhood yeah. but he was experiencing like jealousy you know what I'm saying because I think that being black sometimes we aren't really tapped into the depth of the resources we have out here because again there's a middleman in between us and resources mm -hmm. so when you find somebody that just hits that mark and they get something you think fuck like I'm not gonna get this you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's a feeling a lot of us have, but, you know, what's your second action? Is your second action to say, like, you know, fuck that nigga? Or is your second action to be like, I'm going to educate myself? That is the, the, the shit that's killing us. The second action. The thought is okay. But when you entertain that second action of fuck that nigga, I'm going to kill him, you know, that's, that's what's, man, that's our demise. Right it's, it's funny you say that because that's like it's it's a little bit of what's going on in the book that i'm that i'm reading right now and uh, mindset we talked about like the fixed mindset when you have like your your you feel like you are your value is in like a, a status in a sense you know what i'm saying like if you got if you got this shit then you shit versus having like a growing mindset where how do i how do i get to that level of you know what i'm saying of I don't, I don't know, success, you know what I mean? Instead of like thinking that, okay, if I get, I don't know, for instance, like us us folks in, in, the, in the black community, like that they feel like if they got on a pair of Jordans, they're they're like in this elite section, you know what I'm saying? They're like they're, they're fixated on that versus being like, you know what I mean? Um, having like a growing mindset and just like wanting to build a business for themselves, you know what I mean? Like how can they get something even more, like continue to, like continue to grow and face and, yeah. and deal with failure you know yeah and, and, pick, and to piggyback off of what you just said about the jordans i think that that's um a lot of black folks feel invisible so if i see somebody black or i see something that will make me visible or noticed mm -hmm. then i want it validation so whether it's me and my big ass zoot suit that's powder blue yeah 
or you know whether it's these Yeezys or whatever like a lot of black people want to be seen because we've been you know we for generations we've been invisible yeah you know so so even something as small not as small but as small as uh sneakers if that gets me the attention even if it's for a few seconds like i love it if what i do on instagram or whatever gives me a few you know gives me a little bit of light like i love it like you we eat that shit yeah. up for like these nanoseconds of attention mm -hmm. and we don't go for the long haul of yeah. like like these niggas don't even know who i'm my nigga what's his name uh neil degrassi yeah degrassi tyson or whatever yeah, degrassi his name tyson, yeah 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 like like he is somebody i look at in black culture who is a, a secret legend like who can really change the idea of like physics and black folks and communication mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. i feel like he deserves the attention that these niggas with yeezys mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but it, it don't work like that for us you know what i'm saying we we go with the the instant gratification oh i see his shoes is crazy that's what's pumped. Man, that's what's sorry. pumped out into our, you know. That's the that's the message. Yeah, that's pumped out into our community. Like, for instance, yeah. if hip hop talked about like, let's just say late '80s, late it's late '80s. You're on a college, you're on a black college campus. Crit KRS One is probably performing. Tribe Called Quest is probably performing. Queen Latifah, Mona, like Moni Love, MC Light, and they're all talking about black. You know, what I'm saying black excellence and black. You know, being proud of being black, black power, and all that stuff. There, you got a different mindset as to now where hip hop is now talking about like getting bad bitches, getting. I don't know. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's just one particular group that's coming. I mean, there, there's there, that's that's still out there. But what's on radio and I, rotation is probably, you know, I feel like it's still that. Hey, dog, you know what's wild, though? I think all that shit was calculated. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. By the middleman. You right. feel me? I think that <clears throat> the, the era we were born in, right? Like, really, when I was, like, coming up, of course, I, I snuck and, like, listened to, to rap. But my mom really made me listen to Arrested Development and I really listened to Sounds of Blackness. Like that was all I would like, Minnie Rippleton. I was, that's what I was allowed yep. to listen to, you know, but I understand it now. But think about it. If that snowball effect of music would have took over into now what is 2020, mm -hmm. right? If you still had like, you know, black power like i love seeing flay with them fucking clocks because you knew chuck was coming yep. in you know what i'm saying like it was just the balance of you know we can be we can have these motherfucking chains and we can still be solid you know i think that if that snowball effect took over and because they knew that black music they knew that it would become popular music i don't care what nobody say rap is pop music i'm saying it's popular yep. You know what I'm saying? When you got like white kids that are raised to be racist, but they really can spit all of Kendrick's lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing like it. So I think that the middleman saw way before we did our influence in music. And they was like, nah, these niggas getting mm -hmm. strong. Queen Latifah telling these bitches they queens and you and I T Y and who you calling the bitch. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they they doing uh-uh hold up hold up what Ken Ivory Wayne's doing over here uh-uh what what Robert Townsend doing over here if that snowball effect would have taken over and it would have still been heavily present in 2020 man we would not be falling no, out of this dumb not shit. At all. you know what I'm saying like we wouldn't have but I think that somewhere in the middle man he was like yo right around late 90s 2000 they was like nah fuck this what a drug deal is that we gonna yeah make them pop yeah make them pop and i'm not saying that because i listen to drug rap you feel me 
but <clears throat> I feel like they are the middleman and they have the control over what's pushed. So they ain't want the snowball effect to happen. Not the not the black snowball effect in, in music. It couldn't happen because music is too popular now. Black music yeah. is, you know. So now it's it's completely like lopsided. You got your onesies and twosies of Kendricks, Coles, and you know what I mean, big crits and and your Nick Grants. But then over here you got like, you know, fucking garbage can after garbage can filled with niggas that we probably will not listen to in yeah. five years. So, um, with that being said, talking about our community, why do you feel like black folk, us black folk, don't like to talk about mental health? Because of our invisible muscle. (laughs) Because, um, if I like to put myself sometimes in different spaces to, to be somewhere and I forget like what movie I saw, but it was like a, a dad out on a, um, in like a field or something with his son and his wife was I guess across from him working in the field as well but they were all slaves but when the white master was ready he came and snatched old boy's wife up took her in the back in the barn raped the hell out of her and sent her back to, to work and a few months later she gave birth to a baby and you know that man had to watch that being done to his wife eat it not feel it um it's like swallowing a pill with no, 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 no water. You know what I'm saying? Like just a hard pill to swallow. And I think generations of pushing that down, because if you, if he would have felt that it would have killed him. If he would have felt this woman that I love, um, my wife, if, if he would have felt that like, bro, that shit would have been devastating. So I think that we've suffered abuse so long that we've gone into this numbing, shocking feeling where we don't feel it anymore. And when it does come up, we got that invisible muscle to push that bitch mm-hmm. right back down. You know? I mean, we talked about this the other day, just, you know, not even, we talk about uh-huh. this all the time, but even with our parents, you know, that muscle of, yeah, you feeling some type of way, but I'm not going to address it. Because feelings kill you. And feelings kill slaves. And we come from that lineage. And our parents didn't have the luxury of healing, but we do. So I think that, you know, that, that shift starting with us. Yeah, bro. definitely. Cause you know, I, you know, I, and you, and you, and, and I know you think about it just as much as I do. Like imagine how different our lives would be if indeed our parents and grandparents were able to go to therapy and understand that you don't have to always be so tough. You know what I'm saying? Like in situations that require you to show emotion and like it's like it's okay to you know what i'm saying it's okay to get hugged you know what i mean it's okay to to like to say i like to say i love you and you know and feel a certain way about something you know what i mean it's okay for you to get excited about something like that that like that's okay but you'd like for you to do that yeah man it's hard work because we are that generation right in between of our parents some of our parents are really have high emotional intelligence but a lot of our parents um they were focused on getting this money and making sure we went to college and we did not die in mm-hmm. the streets so they couldn't really it was too expensive to feel yeah. you know they work jobs we're entrepreneurs yep. see what i'm saying they their time they didn't even have the fucking time to feel so it's like when you start seeing that it's almost like yo you can not even you can't be mad at your parents but you be like yo bro you ain't have that much to really work with from jump and now you know we live in a society where you know i could quit my job today 
and go start a company and in two or three years you know i'm a millionaire mm-hmm. i didn't have to marry anybody to do that i didn't have to marry a guy i didn't have to you know what i'm saying so it was like we have more resources but we also have the luxury my boy charlemagne said it um we have the luxury of healing and it is a luxury because we have um learned how to master using our time wiser than right. our parents that's it oh yeah that's, def- that's definitely and i have to agree with you on that and um charlemagne's got a great book um shook ones anxiety's playing tricks on me for those of us who deal with like you know that know that you have anxiety and depression issues and it's a great you know it's a great read i read it maybe a couple months ago but also the subtle art of not giving a fuck by mark what's, it, what's the guy named mark manson i think is his name it's like an orange book or whatever he's yeah. uh that, that's probably one of the coldest books you'll ever read He's so blunt and straight to the fucking point about everything in that book. That's probably one of the best, the best reads um, I've I've seen um, thus thus far. Besides this uh, this mindset one, I mean, I'm just big on like self help books. You know what I'm saying? Like wondering how to. Because you're trying to master yourself, black man. Because you know, once you master yourself, you got control. Knowledge yourself, knowledge yourself. You know that. (laughs) Knowledge yourself. That's where that's where we are right now. It's just like understanding. Like, why did I get? Why was I offended when that when when that person said that to me? You know what I'm saying? It it wasn't even about me. Right. It was about what they're going through. You know what I mean? And like a, a lot of times, we tend to make we tend to think everything is about us, and that in in um in itself is just ego. And if you remove, you remove your you, fucking ego. Oh man, you, you know what I'm saying? Like head. if you remove you your ego, if you remove your ego, you'll be able, you know what I'm saying, to deal with situations a hell of a lot better. Because what what you said, you know what I'm saying, ain't or what it ain't about me. That's about whatever you feel like you're going through. Yeah. That's just you lashing out, or what of how you feel. Right. And it took me a while to realize that, even with like. You know, growing growing up, a lot of times, you know, mom would be like, I mean, I'm sure I did some some dumb shit as a kid, but like, it, like a lot of that that anger that would come out of like my mom's, uh, you know, what I'm saying mouth, it wasn't about me. It's about whatever she was dealing with. You know what I mean? I'm sure that mm-hmm. you had the same situation going on with you, um, growing growing up, where you know, uh, my mom, my mom, Lynn, hey boo, you know what I'm saying? With a, yeah, what's up, Mama like, Cheryl? You know, they they would they would talk to us a certain way, but that's where they were. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what they were dealing with mentally. You know what I'm saying? It's like something that they get. They're very, you know, they're very highly skilled at at, at holding that shit in until you until you become oh, a volcano, yeah. though, because like that's all you're doing. You're just suppressing this shit, and then something is going to trigger that, and then that volcano is going to explode. You know what I mean? Oh, it yeah. never it never fucking fails like i've seen like i've seen it to like as hard as i've seen um the members of my family try to like uh, the women in the family really try to hold shit in when something bad happens everything comes the fuck out you know yeah you know what though like um i think that yes this does happen like on some why did i get married type shit when that like you said when that volcano gets to that point Somebody is erupting and telling all the family business. That's why that ain't your black mm-hmm. ass daddy. We don't fuck with your mom. Just a whole bunch yep. of nasty shit. But I think that I know this is gonna sound wild, but I think that black women sometimes we are given a pass on even myself to freely express yourself and to be a volcano. But black men, um, they can't be volcanoes. You know, so as much as I think about my mom and 
um, her being a vocal person and, and being a woman and expressing herself. My dad also comes from the generation of even if you feel that shit, suck it the fuck up, grab your dick and keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep it moving. You know what I mean? It's just... I don't know. I feel I feel bad for black men in that sense where, you know, black women, sometimes when we don't deal with our mental health, we can lash out. But if a black man lash out, he might fuck around and get gunned down. You know what I'm saying? So like, let me, let me ask you this and, and staying on that subject as a, as a black woman, how do you feel when um, some black men say that they'll date outside their race? You know what I'm saying? Because they're that they feel like that race is more understanding and it doesn't treat them like uh like a boy in a sense and like doesn't try to fight them to be the man. I think that, you know, that that's first is somebody's personal choice. I wouldn't knock anybody right. for their personal choice. And everybody is entitled mm-hmm. to their own opinion. Um and it's just about perspective, you know? If if that's how you feel, if that is your logic, if if that is your thing that you've made up in your head for your world and if it works for you i hope you and your wife um from a from a different race are happy you know what i'm saying but i think that when you use the basis of you dating outside of your race when you use it oh black women don't treat me with respect really you you mad at your mama mm-hmm. you're not mad at black women you mad at the sister you know what i'm saying if you want to date white women date them but don't date them because you mad at black women that's like um, a lot of women that I come in contact with, like women that hit me and be like, yeah, I'm tired of dealing with niggas. I'm trying to see what that's like. What's good? <laughs> I'm like, bitch, hold up. First of all, don't come over here and think I'm finna lick on your pussy because you're mad at this nigga. You're gonna let him nut in you next week. Okay, don't start that shit with me. All right? I want you to, if, if you're coming over here, you better really love women. Yeah. You feel me? But don't bring that love over here because it's just misguided admiration mm-hmm. for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no secondhand yeah, ass shit. I want you to re- if if y'all love the pussy, I'm not fucking fuck you. Bye. You know what I'm saying? But don't come over here because a nigga made you mad or your baby daddy ain't text back and he got a new bitch. Yeah, like, come on. Like, it's sideways it's, ass shit. So if, if you if that's what you love, I'm not knocking nobody for loving it, but love it. Don't let it be misguided yeah, admiration. You're in love you know with what I mean? The idea of something. Not what, it, not for what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people do that shit. Yeah. Where they they fall for something like it, it sound. It sounded like a good idea. Oh well, you know, but the black woman that that I grew up around treated me this way, so let me go be with another another race because. And, and it's really just an experiment, and I'm not knocking somebody for experimenting with their life. But when, if you're a real scientist and a real researcher, you know goddamn well that you cannot base your whole life off of one little piece of ass experiment. It takes several trials, several experiments to really figure out what you want, what you like, and how you mm-hmm. like it. You feel me? But if you make one decision based off of your mama cussing you the fuck out, then you know. That's- that's on you, guys. Yeah. And I can honestly say, I was that dummy for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Like, with a lot of with a lot of different things I was doing in life. Not even just, like, with the sense of da- dating, but just anything that remotely reminded me of the pain that I felt like I went through. And mind you, you are taught to feel how you feel, regardless of what is. But wh- what I Absolutely. what I felt like I felt growing up, anything that reminded me of such pain, I was out. 
Like it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't fucking with that. I didn't give a fuck what race you were. You know what I'm saying? There was a time where our logic was like, oh, I noticed in certain cultures that it seems like they treated their their men a little bit better than than what I saw growing. You know, like as far as how how boys and men were treated. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, let me try to, you know, like you said, experiment with a lot of stuff, and then to get with different different cultures and realize it's not about technically culture. You know, I mean, I guess it's, I, I guess it's not about race. It's no. also about like the culture in which that family comes from, that person comes from, the pain, like a level of healing that they've had already. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if Absolutely. if I'm not healed, I'm gonna do fucked up shit. I'm gonna do toxic shit too. You know what I mean? So the individual that you know what I'm saying that you that you grew up around just so happened to be toxic and wasn't wasn't able to like like you said you know what I'm saying wasn't in a position to where they could heal and, and look and, and have a mirror shown to them so they can deal with their feelings you know what I mean so it's um it, it, it has this way of pushing of pushing um offspring or family members into different like in different directions and all that stuff but to for for us to believe that because a person is another race that they're not going to be just as disrespectful is uh is beyond us it's really about where that person is at that time where you know as far as healing and and then too you got to think like you're seeing things from your point of view in your home as that person it doesn't mean that that's how it was yeah. in every black family you know what i'm saying and if you were raised in a culture you know Let's say you, you you were Asian, you know, and you were raised to see your mother do everything your father said. You might be thinking differently yeah. from, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just about perspective and your knowledge and your experience. But to base a huge life decision, oh, oh I'm only dating white bitches. I'm, excuse my language. But um, I'm only dating, you know, this because it is. Okay. Do what the fuck you got to do. Okay. I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's really not based off of shit. Yeah. It's really not based off of, it's not like a logical decision. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. emotional yep. decision. It's that, it's, yeah, like you said, it's definitely an emotional based decision. It comes from a place of pain and pain will change you in, in many ways. Uh, whether that be oh, yeah. positive or negative, it depends on what you allow it, you know, what you allow it to do. Right, before one more, one more thing before we close out the, like I said, close out the exclusive with T-Dot. Um, of course, you, you, I know that you put me on to Jay-Z in high school, uh, middle school, really, really like, you know, middle school put me on to like Jay-Z and all that stuff. And of course, we lived through one of the greatest battles that has ever happened in hip hop. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Ether, Absolutely. Takeover, any other record that came out. What do you think about an Instagram battle between the two legends of hip hop, Jay-Z versus Nas going hit for hit? I just feel like they, you know, that's not a hit for hit type of thing that you know what I'm saying like they fed us differently the same way Pac and Biggie fed us differently you know what I'm saying yes they have a catalog full of music um I will never admit that you know <laughs> nah, that's better of that I will never admit that shit number one let me go back and address that no I'm not I'm a huge J fan nope I'm not gonna say it but I just don't think that they're, I don't think their catalogs compare, you know? Like, it, it's just, I, I, I don't know if it's, it's, to be honest with you, I don't know if Jay got, Jay has a lot of hits, but I don't think Jay has the substance to match Nas's mm -hmm. catalog. And then Nas has the substance, 
But that nigga is not fucking with Big Pimpin'. He's not, you know what I'm saying? He's not fucking with Jay's hits. So I don't even think it would serve, um, I don't think it would serve us like that. I think that that, you know, the Teddy Riley thing and Babyface thing, that's dope. If you talk about, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, when you talk about those type of people, when you talk about specific artists, like, I don't, I don't think it would be a good idea to put them up against each other. Now, one battle that I did see that I would like to see, I would love to see Dr. Dre and Puff go at that shit real oh, fucking yeah. bad. You got Joe, that'll be Joe to see Mary I, J. I, Blige. Both of them produced for Mary J. Blige, for that matter. Um, you have the likes right. of, of course, but, every every art, every death row, every death row hit. They got a lot. That's that's two people that definitely would wage a lot of um uh, attraction to to that particular battle. I've yet to watch any battle live personally, but uh, I I heard about them in passing or, or like reading and shit. Like when I saw, I like I kept wondering why Spice Adams kept doing this thing about Teddy Riley. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I look and see what the fuck happened with Teddy. I was like, come on, man, what you ego? Man, they roast so much ego, man. He had to do all have them. fucking background dances. He got his, he got Aaron Hall. He got Damian Hall up there <laughs> dancing and shit. Don't I need to see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got a mask on, though. Nobody had to work sound. Fuck, fuck them niggas useless. Just fucking up technology. Right. It's just, uh, and then becoming a meme. That's the biggest thing right now. Like, we... Yo, yo, the funniest shit is like, I just want to be babyface in life. Like, babyface was so poised. This nigga had like candles lit in the background. It was just him in the studio. Like, he was just chilling and like, my boy got them Teddy Riley. His motherfucking soup sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Babyface, like, what's going yeah, on? Is technical problem. difficulty? I'm like, oh, the, it was the CD player. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's talking about the goddamn CD player. But it was, right. um, I mean, it was just great to see those, yeah. see those two guys. Um, you know, what I'm saying, like, in that platform, and just and just remember, like, a lot of those hits that were that were considered classics to us definitely childhood memories you know what i'm saying like a, a lot of a lot of it oh, you know what i mean waiting to exhale the entire fucking album babyface you know what i'm saying uh new jack yeah. swing teddy riley running running the fucking show it's just they just had the catalog i mean it's hard to even talk about all their hits Teddy Riley wrote yep. for fucking TLC. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sorry. Babyface wrote for yeah. TLC. I mean, just just their catalog. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love to see, like, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis go against somebody. Um, I like to see the producers. Now, motherfucking Dream and Sean Garrett. I think that, yeah, for this current generation, yeah, I think that's probably good, too. Faith. That would have been dope. But, like, I, I want to see, like, Faith. Neo and Dream. Faith like, can do it, too. No you bullshit. know, Faith used to write. She used to write for folks. You know what I'm saying? So... Oh yeah, she wrote. She oh, wrote really? like before she got on. She was writing for a lot of people. So I mean, maybe maybe she could do that too. Tank Tank is one. Tank is another um another writer, that, um, for artists. So Tank and maybe Trey. No. Yeah. I got a question for you. Just just yeah. to, just just off a of friendship, like you know, based off of mm -hmm. catalog alone, from two thousand to right now. Who is the king of R&B? King of R&B. Ah, oof, damn. Um, Catalog-wise, uh, we got to go with Ar Archer. I'll give it to Archer. I'm at six. Okay. So the other day they had like this joint that was saying like, um, who got the most hits, Usher Chris or Trey Yeah, Jones. I do remember that Usher Trey and Songs. I thought it was like Chris. 
so so of course I thought it was crazy because when you born in 85 like you'd be like oh Trey Song that's my homeboy like we played like marbles together and shit but Usher is your you know like he your big nigga. cousin and told you nigga. how to like stroke Usher over, has like, been doing you know this I mean? shit but, like, since the uh, Minister Society no the Poetic Justice soundtrack which is where he met Chili. Listen, he met Chili around that time. That's how long ago this shit was. He was a young, he's like 14 years, yes, yeah, 13 years old. And he was singing on the Poetic Justice thing. This is before right. his voice crapped out. Cause you know his voice crapped out, right? Like he um he had matured and she had got like right. puberty and his voice changed. And they wasn't sure what to do with him. So um he had, um, yeah, his voice, you know, his voice was cracking. And then he comes back with that that one joint he did all the time I think of you that that record you know what I'm saying that oh. record came out and then of course the 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 infamous classic from middle school for me and you my way hits you know what I'm saying that was like that shit come on man with you know what I mean? come on <laughs> like it's just it's just you know what I'm saying like you go my all right so which brings yeah. me to my second point if Trey Songs is in the argument of being the king of R&B, can we officially call him no, a legend? Not for me. I don't. Call, Damn, I don't, why not, I don't, bro? I'm a, Come me, on, dog. I don't. Fuck, I, I'll be honest with you. I say this. I say this publicly. I don't really listen to Trey Songs' uh, like newest records, like his latest records. Like the last thing I heard from him was probably that uh, what's that one album? Reloaded, Trigger Reloaded, or whatever. That's probably like the last time I listened okay. to Trey, but I don't really fuck with Trey like that, like his music and shit. I mean, very talented brother, but like I'm, I'm I mean, I'm very aware of his of his gift. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like he's he sucks or anything like that. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, that yeah. I don't listen I don't listen to his music like that. But so like how how many more albums would Trey have to push out? It what ain't even about it ain't even about how many albums you put out. It's about like your uh the 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 quality of music that you're putting out that's from that's what it would be for me and i don't i mean because you 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 maybe tiff and you know a couple other um folks that list that actually listen to trey song because i felt like once once r&b went like straight hip-hop sex I, it turned me off you know what i'm saying because again i come from a funk i come from a funk r&b household you know what i'm saying and funk soul love. or whatever so yeah, like my yeah, r&b yeah. make me want yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean granted it's still good but i don't want an entire album of just you talking about sex. That's just that's just me. So Yeah. But if yeah, anybody yeah, I, I agree if with that. anybody yeah, is right. in the run that I would call a legend, Christopher. Christopher uh Aloysius Brown. Christopher Aloysius. First of all, let's be clear. Broke of these motherfucking brothers oh, yeah. two up, two down, let's two call it. motherfucking natives. Yes. So that makes me proud. But I wouldn't, of course, I would never deny Chris Brown his legendary status. But I think Chris oh, Brown yeah. is a package. He does it all. He does it you all. You know what I'm man. saying? Like, honestly, like he, he's, he, he's a package and he's a we child that, star who. We had that argument. To, we had that argument on PS4 sorry, on the headset about who had, uh, like, the Usher versus Chris Brown shit. I was like, don't get me wrong. Chris is dope, but Usher is Usher. Like Usher go back, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, nothing. it's Usher, bro. I'm sorry, like you know, again, I know Usher. That nigga was practicing Usher moves in the exactly. mirror when Usher was on tour. When he when Usher was hitting chili, motherfucking Chris Brown was at eating home chili. right now eating, eating fucking chili, you know eating hormel chili out the boat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like was, I just feel like um, again, if, if I had to place like a, a hierarchy in um 
in R&B from the male perspective uh, at no particular order. It's like I'd say Usher. The Usher. Um, well, shit. I guess how can I forget about... Uh, oh, you said from 2000 to 2020. So I don't, I, R. Kelly don't count. But... Um, yeah. First of all, you know, I'm not even yeah. entertaining the pop pipe number one. But number two, yeah, that's... I, mm-hmm. I will never deny his talent, but it's, you know, I don't have to... There's, it's a lot of, you know, yeah, women. I mean, I'm not going over there. Just you the know. Between, <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, let me say this real quick. R. Kelly is a legend, right? Um, but I think that people keep taking away, like, they make it seem like R. Kelly is all of R&B. Like, I feel like they took away the, the power from other mm-hmm. male R&B artists when they overlook. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, they forgot about my nigga. That's Joe, what I'm saying. Like, Maxwell, the, all kind he, of gets the, he gets the most praise because of who he worked with. You know what I'm saying? Because again, psychologically, psychologically, yeah, when you, work if with you Celine become Dion a crossover artist, meaning that if, you, if white people like you, that's what stands out the most. You know what I'm saying? So R. Kelly was able to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the difference between Tank and R. Kelly is um is the white is the crossover record and the and the white uh you know again I guess like I said the white acceptance because R. Kelly has that, you know what I'm saying? It's like what what person you can you can ask anybody right now who R. Kelly is hey. and they'll know who he is. You ask who Tank is, it's like, oh what you military? Uh, like a military tank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe so, Bravo, right? Like, but R. Kelly is, you know, what I'm saying he's just synonymous for bad reasons right now. But before that, I mean, Space Jam practically made him. Uh, I mean, who doesn't say, who doesn't sing, I believe I can fly and then do that? Woo! You know, what I mean, that's like what that. That that's what he's famous. That's what he's famous for. He's got he got big records. Anytime a fucking natural disaster comes, regardless of if he done just pissed on a child, he got a record out for that disaster. He was uh, he was right. He was peeing on little girls. Yo, he he's a he's a he's a prime example of you know gifts are truly God given, but what you use your gift uh-huh. for is your gift back yeah. to God. You know what I'm saying? And like. My nigga, if that nigga was really <laughs> read or write, and he really came up with these fucking songs, bro, that ain't shit but God. But I, I be like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, if you think about it, this is on some Jay-Z shit, and I'm not, I'm not even giving him, I don't want to give him too much credit, right? But, I mean, really, like, the nigga is a genius, but he just went fucking left, bro. And that's that's just, the thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think just, he went left. I just think he hadn't been exposed yet. I think he was just doing that. And he's been doing that shit the whole time. And he just finally got ex- it finally got revealed. You know what I'm saying? Like what did um Will Smith say? It said uh, about the racism. He said racism isn't new, it's just being uh recorded. So it's just like the same yeah. shit. He had been doing that same dark shit the entire time and Thing might be pissed off the wrong person and they exposed his ass. That's what I think. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, because I mean, yeah, they tried. I mean, I mean most, most of I, I think that uh, men like that, men like that definitely yeah. hide in plain sight. But it's we live in a, a society most of what of have you done stars. for me lately? And you know, back, back to what we were talking about before, right? If you piss off the middleman, yep, then you fucked. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think that R. Kelly. R. Kelly Cosby. You know, some other people. Yeah. R. Pissed Kelly off Cosby. the middleman. Um, you know, they make sure we got asterisks yeah. by our name. Um, then when we make it. So um, I mean, granted, they give us the tools that we need to right. destroy ourselves, which is my one of my favorite fucking lines that um, from like the movie All Eyes on Me when uh, Pac Mom was talking to him at the um, at the cookout. She was like, mm-hmm. "They're they're gonna give you the tools yep. that you need to destroy yourself." You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta you gotta have a sound mind, or they'll break you. So. Man, but uh, like, Big like cuts. Usher, they—I mean, that's someone they got ushers for what the herpes shit, but that don't really—that ain't really nothing that's gonna have, like, you know, prevent prevent him. Nigga, one out of six people you see every day got herpes. <laughs> ain't nobody think about that shit. <laughs> I'm making up stats, but I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Them niggas, this niggas is like, yeah, that nigga making us, he bringing us back and shit, low key. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be funny if that herpes shit was like that, like. You know, bitches are still laying down with that man, you know. And, you know, if that is the case, he could do whatever he wants to in the bedroom except fuck with little children. You do whatever you want to in your bedroom. I don't give a fuck what you do. If you put a goddamn cookout chair up your ass, that's your business. As long as you ain't touching the kids at the cookout, you good. You know what I'm saying? So I think that you can't even compare like they bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That shit good in my book. Always gonna be good. I'm gonna sing that nigga shit every Yeah. Day. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn if it, he's hot. <laughs> burn, burn. Let <laughs> it burn for real. Let it burn. Man, what? But, um, the narcissist, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I you don't know how how appreciative it is to have you on this uh, on this podcast for the first time. And it won't be the last time, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, doing this thing. But uh before I let you before I let you go, what is something that you wanna um you wanna say to um to everybody? Man, focus on you, lock in, don't let external forces determine who you are on the inside, research unseen influences, pay attention to what you eat, pay attention to the programming of your brain, and understand that the universe is just responding to your programming. Mm -hmm. You ain't fucked up, you just gotta switch the program. Oh yeah. Switch that shit. Master yourself, master the universe. Always love, always like Tito. All right, this is Romy Mac with Two Cents Exclusives. We're done. Appreciate you. Peace.